The following was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic through Zoom meetings in accordance with local health guidelines. Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville. Welcome back to a second session here with Matt Hayden. We're featuring Matt for a number of reasons. Uh, Our first segment, we caught up to date with him about how he got started in ministry and his position at the church. And there's some excellent stuff on the last uh, segment. If you missed it, it's archived. Go back, pick it up. And it will really help you understand how to do things even like rugby, how to work with your senior pastor and your elders and your church on establishing a vision and mission. And we want to talk a little bit more about that here now in this segment, but there's a lot of good things there. And we're heading towards even things like disc golf and how your church can get involved in those kinds of things. Matt, last time you were sharing with us, you preach, you teach, you do a lot of things. And I think you said that there's about 10 hours or so a week that you've been able to free up to give to sports ministry. And right there, you're speaking to a lot of people that are out there that the, the senior pastor or the elder board or somebody has come and said, okay, you're the most likely person here to do this. And how do you add that to your whole uh, time frame and, and protect your family and all of that? And we'll get into a little bit of that. I, w- I want to pick up on what you were talking about right at the end. And that was that the soccer, youth soccer, there are some folks that have come to you in your community and your church and said, we should do this. And one of the things that CSRM has always believed very strongly in is to be able to survey your community. What are the leisure pursuits? What are the leisure and recreational and sporting needs and deficits. And we help a church draw a map. A map tells you where you are, where you came from, and where you can go. And it sounds like that's where you've been a little bit and where you are and where you're going to continue to go. And one of the things that we have helped people understand is that there's kind of a three or four step process. And I'd like you to comment on this after I roll this out for you. The first step is, does it fit the vision? How does this fit the vision, not only of the sports ministry, but of the church itself? And then if it fits that vision, what's the next step? The second step is, do we have leaders for it? You can say, yeah, it's great to have uh, have the, the youth soccer out there, but if you don't have leaders, then obviously you shouldn't be doing it. That's part of how you draw your map. And then the third thing is, how do you pay for it? And and if you've got, it fits the vision and you've got leaders, oh my goodness, don't stop because you don't have a dime in the bank. God will bring some finances, but also don't go sign a million dollar note. 
You know, you, 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 you need to be reasonable with that. And then the fourth one is how do we fit into this? And even how do we fit into the schedule of the church, of the community? And, and even if there's a lot of youth soccer going on, when does it go on? Maybe it's only in the fall. And maybe the church could piggyback on that in the spring. Or how is it being done? Is it being done, it's called coaching, but it's real, really child abuse? And maybe the church could do it differently. Uh, maybe it could be that it's honoring the Lord's Day or honoring family time and done in a way that families can in the church can really participate. So, uh, Dan, pick it up from there. Those yeah. are some of the tried and true things that we found help help now bridge and connect the dots with Matt. Yeah, and uh, I've been blessed to to be working with Matt, and Matt has done a lot of that, uh, which I think is just fantastic. And and Matt, I think where we can kind of pick up is. You know, this vision was given to you from your leadership. Hey, we recognize we've been blessed uh, to be in a medium-sized church, but have a, a, a gym and have all this property. And kudos to your leadership for that vision to, to build that building with all that land there long ago. But your, your heart was, uh, and, I, and I love this, is what's the vision of the church? What's the mission? And you mentioned it's connecting uh, people to Christ or something like that. I'm sure you can kind of pick up on that. And then you have developed your mission as a sports ministry uh, to have pretty much the same mission statement. You're not going and rowing your own direction. You're trying to help the church as a whole out, which I think is fantastic. And so tell us kind of where your heart and where your head was as you started to develop your mission, as you started to develop your strategy, as you've reached out. You know, I know COVID has kind of messed some things up and slowed it down, but even as you've tried to form it, form a team of people to, to help you. So just kind of, kind of tell us how God directed you with that vision mission and that, that, that goal setting and having people join your team. Sure. Yeah. Our, our uh, mission, uh, our church mission is to connect all people to Jesus and to one another. And, and so one, I was given the task uh, to ramp up the sports ministry of in part, like I said, it's been great for me to be going through the certification process, uh, uh, to be uh, certified in sports ministry uh, with CSRM because it's been helpful to process uh, some of this. Um, and, and so based on our, our mission already, um, there's three B's uh, I've created. In fact, I've cre uh, created a, a document that's it's in very early stages. In fact, uh, just uh, here and the days to come will be the first time that I actually share it with uh, key volunteers in the sports ministry. So, and there may still be some changes, but based on our uh, mission to connect people to Jesus and one another, there's three B's that uh, kind of want to be involved with as far as a process of what we're doing in the sports ministry and a little bit of a path that will guide people, uh, hopefully to becoming a disciple of Jesus. And the three B's are, are belong, believe, and become. Uh, that we would have uh, an opportunities for people to belong, to connect to something, to participate in something, uh, but then that they would believe that they need connection with one another and Jesus, and then ultimately that they would become uh, disciples of Jesus. And so that's kind of a little bit of a, uh, how can we use sports? Well, let's have a place that for them to connect and belong, that they would believe that that's important uh, for their growth uh, personally to connect with others, learn about Jesus, but then ultimately become a disciple of Jesus through participating in sports. And so that's kind of uh, the guide that we've been when going about. And, uh, you know, Greg and Dan, as you know, as you referenced, I mean, I think there's so many opportunities uh, to pursue 
And so for us, it's just being, uh, just asking some real questions about what uh, can we do? I mean, sometimes I know that there is a balance where uh, it might be a closed door, but you need to nudge it a little bit and it opens up. Um, so there may be some of that, but we've really looked at our, our leadership. You know, what needs do we, uh, what abilities do we have? Uh, uh, the rugby connection we've referenced is something that's a part of our church fabric. And uh, we, we already had been pretty good about connecting with the school district. Uh, we've given uh, gift cards uh, to teachers. We've uh, met practical needs to the local school district. So the fact that we have a, a connection with rugby now fits in the school district is something we don't have to force. It's almost as a, a God wave, so to speak, that a wave has showed up, that God's working in it, and we're just trying to now ride it. Um, so, so it's looking at the gifts that we have uh, as a leadership, the talents we have, uh, looking what we have as a church. We've got the property, we have the gym. So uh, for us, uh, I think it's, you know, it's interesting that I, I, I don't know for uh, a mega church per se, uh, we were um, about 600 in attendance prior to COVID. So, um, you know, I would view we're a you know, medium sized church per se, uh, but we're just using some of the abilities and resources that we already have, but then also being aware for what we hear is a need in the community, having conversations with uh, organizations like the Rotary Club. Uh, with our local uh, baseball uh, league, our uh, recreation baseball league. Uh, we've referenced soccer. Um, I've, I've actually coached personally in our recreation soccer league. Uh, they, they do it pretty good. And so long-term, we might find a way that the best way for us uh, with the sports ministry connection is to offer volunteers to coach through their program rather than actually doing it on site. So there may be a little bit of that, but I would also encourage people to re you know, really take time and pray um, and to not do it all at once though too. I just try to find those moments uh, that, that God seems to be showing up and, and allow him to work. Um, at the, using our trail system and disc golf course has been you know, really uh, great ideas with that. It's just something uh, people, vision long ago there's been prayer bathed into it uh, and we're, we're using what we already have rather than creating something uh, completely different um, now we're very much in the beginning process of trying to walk through how can we really being intentional to go from just a place for people to belong uh, to ultimately lead them to how will disc golf uh, how will rugby uh, lead to be uh, disciples of Jesus. We're very much early in that process. So uh, some of it, I'll be honest and transparent, uh, we don't have all the answers yet, but uh, th this for me, at least this conversation will help process some of that. Well, you, you're really helping a lot of people out there, Matt. There's a lot of people in your shoes and we're experiencing this more and more around particularly North America. Uh, and I and I love your three Bs in, in CSRM. We add two other ones. And it kind of comes in between your your second and third one. And just I'm sure these are coming up on the screen if you're watching this or if you're listening to it, you can go back and watch the video and pick up some of these things and it'll give you graphics. But the the, the belonging is so important that the person that again, that first disconnect, trying to get them from the community into your sports and rec and fitness, they got to belong. They, and if they feel like they belong to your community, your sports community, your rec community, your, your rugby team, then they're starting to observe the gospel being lived out. 
And then after they see that, what we call, that's the proclamation, what we call the proclamation stage. And then they can hear it, the, the affirmation stage is when, oh, they live it this way, but now they're telling me verbally about it. And now that's when they come to belief, that second one where they believe in Jesus. And it comes out of belonging first. And then our, the third B for CSRM is baptized. And we don't want to alienate uh, or make an over, overly huge theological statement here. You're of the Christian church denomination, and I'm sure you do adult baptisms. And there are even people that are, are radical as myself, who's an evangelical friend, and will even rebaptize people uh, if they were baptized. Well, let me, let me just stop there because I'm going to start alienating people. But whether or not you baptize or you have a confirmation in your tradition, that, that adult commitment to Christ, that's what we mean by that third B of baptized, that there's going to be some public profession of faith that takes place in the congregation. And then that leads to behavior change. Yeah, you got to do differently on your taxes, and you got to do differently with your language, and you got to do differently with your sex life, and you got to do, yeah, all these things. And then that, that behavior, that fourth B, then leads to that fifth one that you shared with us, third, becoming. You really become that disciple. And, and so we see this very, very trans, transferring per, the person step by step along, becoming that lifelong dedicated disciple. Again, Dan, your perspectives of this. Yeah, I think it's it's fantastic, and I, I just want to encourage anyone if you're listening to this or watching this, uh, you know, pick up from what Matt has done and what Greg just shared. Because when we develop an overall strategy uh, to get people to connect, to get them to faith, to get them plugged into our churches, that's why we should be doing a sports ministry. Uh, it isn't just you know opening up a, a gym or, or just throwing some balls out there. Um, we want to do this because we want to see people come to know Jesus. We want to make disciples who make disciples. Um, and Matt, you, you were so transparent. And I think we, we all are, if we're honest, if we're doing any sort of ministry, we don't have it all figured out. But when the Lord inspires us to put down a vision on paper and then a strategy and then have some visuals. I know you kind of mentioned, you know, you've got some, some visuals on, on yours. And then um, sharing that with your team, casting vision. Matt, what you are doing and what you're about to do with, with those on your team. You know, we can talk about sports ministry and it seems nebulous and people are like, yeah, that kind of sounds great. But when you have a strategy and the strategy leads to salvation and to discipleship and to multiplication, that's what helps people to get inspired and to get on board with that. So, Matt, I just want to encourage you, encourage all the listeners, all the watchers. Um, if, if you feel like God is giving you a vision, and as Matt shared, if it aligns with your church's vision, as it should, it's going to take off and it's going to work together. And we just want to encourage you in on that. And if CSRM can help in any way, just to be a listening ear, um, reach out to Greg, myself, anyone on our staff. Uh, we, we'd be happy to help walk alongside you. I want to pick up on something that Matt also has said a few different times, because I think it's going to help some people because maybe you are like Matt, maybe you've got five different roles you're, you're trying to carry out within your church context. And maybe you're thinking, I'd love to have even 10 hours. Uh, but Matt, you mentioned partnerships. 
And I think that is something once again, um, and Matt, you also mentioned starting slow. Uh, if you feel like, hey, you know, we've got some great leagues around us and if we can partner with them and be that bridge to the school system, to the parks and rec, uh, to another church even, which is where I, where I wanna go next, you know, partnering in that way is something definitely worthwhile as you develop your sports ministry. It could be a big part of your sports ministry. But Matt, tell us how you're very intentional about trying to partner even with some other churches in your area uh, about sports ministry so that you don't have to do everything and so they don't have to do everything. And we can work together, which is a really good thing, uh, in order to help people become disciples of Jesus. Talk to us about how you partner with, with other churches. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, I would classify this partnership idea of just being aware of God waves in your community, yeah. uh, where it's, again, a, an example, it's nothing that we've um, worked hard at trying to find them, just as we have relationships with people in the community, churches, YMCAs, youth leagues, rotary clubs. Uh, I do participate in a lot of that, so I guess that's part of the keeping busy and the, and the balance that uh, I'll probably err in doing too much at times, uh, but as we're having conversations, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, the, the, the youth, uh, we had uh, a conversation through, through a rotary club. This was about a year ago, uh, is before uh, the pandemic really set in. So it's a little over a year ago now, but just we, we heard uh, from people that run the youth baseball league of the need of people are weary of football. Okay. Well, there's a lot of families in our area that are traveling, uh, 20 minutes away to find youth flag football leagues. <laughs> so there's a lot of families, you know, that could connect with there. Um, we, we had a conversation, uh, no, Dan, don't want to get too ahead, uh, but you mentioned the church partnerships. There's a, another congregation, maybe 15 minutes from us that they do a really good job at doing a youth basketball league. Uh, they've been out of, uh, at times out of space um, on their own, uh, we, we have a gym, and so rather than us creating um, a new league, there's been conversations about partnering with them, that at least for the uh, older students, uh, we, we don't have access to uh, basketball hoops that uh, can change. They have to be uh, the standard, uh, standard height, uh, so that limits us a little bit right now, but we have a gym, we have hoops. We could do the older uh, uh, students could easily use our gym, and we could partner um, as a church. They already have a great template, so we wouldn't be creating anything new. We'd be using what they have and just working and communicating uh, that, that 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 could work as well. And so I think it's just being intentional about being present uh, with people in the community, whether it's uh, social clubs or families, being present and then hearing, you know, what are those needs and then kind of utilizing the resources that you have as a congregation. Uh, in our case, we, we have the property, we have people uh, that do have abilities and in, in coaching, uh, basketball, uh, we've referenced rugby. And so it's kind of, uh, you know, mix of being present, communicating, and then using what you already have as a church to meet some of those needs. Well, well as you are uh, well aware, we've got a fountain of wisdom and, and uh, learning experience here. And we we're with Matt Hayden. And, and Matt will be back with us again uh, in our next segment. And we do promise you, absolutely, we're going to talk about that disc golf. And uh, we're going to get you some pictures even about what that might look like if you have some property. We're going to go a little bit more on, on this partnership. 
And we want to talk a little bit more even about how you stay within that vision and mission of the church and how you work with that senior pastor and elders and, and other kinds of uh, groups that, that need to make this uh, ministry just rich and full and, and, and as effective as possible. But we're going to wrap up this segment right now. And uh, thanks to both you, Matt and Dan, and we'll join you again soon. The CSRM Podcast is a production of the Association of Church Sports and Recreation Ministers and their video production house, Overwhelming Victory Flicks. Dr. Greg Linville is the executive producer, and Andrew Fouts is associate producer and editor. For more information about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. The CSRM Podcast is the flagship member of a new podcast network called Overwhelming Victory Radio. For more information on Overwhelming Victory Radio or to listen to our partner podcasts, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash OV radio. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.